Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. This is the Eagle Hour with Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, and Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. It's the Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us. Southern Miss track coach John Stewart is in the Hattiesburg studio with Dalton and I. We're going to look forward to our conversation with him in just a moment as the uh, Conference USA Indoor Championships have just been completed. A little later in the show, we're going to talk to a former track star at Southern Miss by the name of Jessica Cheeks. First, a couple of quick announcements. Softball scheduled between Southern Miss and Alcorn State uh, this week in Hattiesburg has been canceled due to the weather. And the Troy Southern Miss baseball game Wednesday night scheduled for Jackson at Trustmark Park canceled as well. And looking pretty sketchy about this weekend in Starkville. If you look at the weather forecast, we'll keep you up to date about that. But uh, softball and baseball both canceled because of weather. Dickey's Barbecue Pit is the proud supporter of the first segment of our show. Dickey's always there for Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy their great food, fall off the bone ribs, smoked brisket, and other great meats. They cook it in-house every day. Dickey's also caters small and large events, so the next time you need something uh, done for a special occasion, let Dickey's do the cooking. You can always visit the home team. Dickey's smoked here and loved everywhere. Well, as we mentioned, uh, track coach John Stewart in the studio here in Hattiesburg. Coach, thanks for coming out on a rainy, nasty day. No, no problem. Thank you very much. All right. So the uh, Conference USA Indoor Championships have just been completed. Let's start on the men's side of the slate, and you tell us what happened and how pleased or displeased you are with it. No, I'm extremely pleased with the men's finish. Uh, we had four big, big-time uh, uh Competitors with McKinley West, he set two Conference USA records, one in the 60 meters and one in the 200 meters, and he won both of those events, and they were USM school records as well. Extremely pleased with him. John Warren has been outstanding all year, and he won the triple jump, and he was third in the long jump. And then Eric Richards uh, from Raymond, Mississippi, right down the road, uh, he won the high jump with seven, three and a half, and uh, – uh, you know, then we had uh, Caleb Parker, who won the hurdles, won the 60-meter hurdles in, in another conference record time. So those four were just outstanding for us, and they just kind of wrecked shop for about 48 hours. Talk about McKinley West a minute. He's obviously the best sprinter in the conference and one of the best of the country. Right. How did how did you get your hands on him? Well, I saw McKinley when I worked at University of Georgia many, many years ago. I saw McKinley. He beat one of my top recruits at the University of Georgia, and I said, man, that kid can run. So, you know, he, he, he went off to Barton Community College in uh, Great Bend, Kansas, and I just always knew that he was there, and I just wanted to get him as soon as I could. So... Uh, when the time came, when he was a sophomore, we recruited him, signed him, and, and now he's here at uh, Southern Miss. And I think, uh, you know, we just kind of uh, out-hustled everybody to get the kid. 
Maybe a dumb question, but what separates a McKinley West from other good sprinters, say the the young man he was competing against this past weekend? Well, McKinley just has, number one, he is a great competitor. I mean, it doesn't matter who he's racing against. He's going to be, he's going to be uh, you know, in the race and at the top. If you put him in the Olympic final, I think that kid just finds a – he would just find a way to get a medal. Uh, we just always – we always say that about him because he's a great competitor and, uh, you know, not just the power and the speed and the turnover that he has, but just the fact that he's just always ready and, you know, never backs down from any challenge. Mm-hmm. You expect more out of him, don't you? Oh, yeah, I expect a lot more. I think when we go to the national championships, I think he's going to be uh, outstanding. He'll be ready to go. All right. All right, Luke. Uh, Luke's in our studio over in Laurel. Luke, you got a question for Coach? Yeah, Coach. Uh, talk about um, John Warren. Uh, in between the last time we had you on the show, he had that crazy 55-foot triple jump that was second or third in the world at that time. Uh, it's pretty amazing to think about uh, how talented he's been and how he's brought Southern Miss, not just nationally, but on the international stage also. Oh, yeah. John, is he's been great uh, this entire year. And he, he kind of nursed a little bit of a calf injury, but, uh, you know, those type of things happen in track and field all the time. So he he came into the uh, championships, you know, by far the favorite. And I think he was pressing just a little bit. He wanted to break his own conference record. He didn't quite get it, but he got the win uh, fairly easily. But he was uh, – he was still outstanding, and it was kind of a dress rehearsal for the NCAA championships. We're going to go back there in about three weeks for the for NCAAs, and and I think he's going to be ready. Yeah, talk about uh, your your indoor season. People, you know, think of a season; they think multiple months. Indoor season is really only about a month and a half, and and you guys, uh, you know, you've got until I think it's March the eighth. What do they do as they recover from the indoor and to get ready? Because that's kind of a long, you know, time frame between meets. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, you know, Conference USA has an early. Uh, we're a week earlier our, our championships than other conferences like the ACC and the SEC and the Big Twelve. So right now, this weekend, we're just going to be waiting out the rest of the the country to see if anyone knocks us off the top 16 list at the NCAAs. I think we're pretty solid. But, uh, you know, we're just training, just uh, either resting or we're training just to get better right now. And um, that, that's about it. I mean, just kind of looking at the results every single day to see uh, see where we stack up. You know, Coach, we, we talk a lot about the disparity uh, in the Power Five and, and the other conferences, particularly when it comes to college football. We don't see it as much in baseball uh, don't see it probably quite as much in basketball. Football is obviously where the disparity is the worst. Does that disparity exist in track and field? It only it only exists in how many and and uh, uh, what kind of budget you have to recruit with. That's about it. But you know, there's no size requirements in in track and field, so you can find kids of all shapes and sizes and. McKinley, although he's he's going to want me to tell you that he's about five nine, but he's probably all of five four and a half. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> really, you know, and some people might get scared <laughs> off by him, but you know, we're we're still have to we still have to develop athletes all the time, and because of that, you know, we'll still find athletes that are just not quite as developed, but we could still get them to a world class level and you know, have them compete with the best in the country. So and it, there's no disparity there in, in, in just levels of talent between what we can do, what we can have and what uh, the rest of the country can have. He looks pretty stout in this picture I'm looking at. Yeah, that's, that, you know, camera tricks and things like that happen. Uh, you know, uh, he, I'm sure he's, he's flexing as, as best he can. 
But uh, <laughs> yeah, at, every every time I uh, every time I eat out fast food, uh, I think of McKinley. Can, you know, I told you off off air, coach. I ate little scissors today for lunch, getting ready for that sprint. But um, hey, let's uh, can, can we talk about the ladies for a minute, uh, especially Ryan Robinson, um, some of your uh, your ladies that ran a mile, and then how about you know Denisha Jones um, in the shot put and weight throw? The ladies had a good indoor championship meet, also. You know, the the, the women had a, a good. I'll, I'll, I'll describe it as a good championship. You know, we wanted better, and I think we can do better, and we'll be much much better outdoors. But um, Denisha Jones was outstanding, and it, this is a girl that's just the sweetest, nicest person on the planet. And and uh, you know, she had her best throw as the very last throw, and broke our school record. You know, won the conference championship on the last throw, and just just a storybook ending. It couldn't be any better for. Uh, Ryan Robinson was outstanding in the sprints, and and really Sandra Spot, uh, new girl from Poland, she was outstanding in in uh, battling all the other Kenyan athletes that we had in the conference, and and she did great in scoring in multiple events for us. Hmm. All right, what's next? Next is all you know. Some some most of our athletes are, are preparing for the outdoor championships. We're going to start off the season at uh, South Alabama. They have a small meet there. Uh, some the more elite athletes they're they're getting ready for NCAA championships in about three weeks. So uh, you'll be taking them out there. I'll be taking them. And you said that that the outdoor championships won't be in its traditional spot in Oregon this year. Yeah, I'm kind of glad of that because I'm tired of going out to Eugene, Oregon. I'm tired of <laughs> granola bars and uh, you know uh, all that nature's beauty out there. You know, uh, mineral water and yeah, avocados. I, 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 yes. want, I want some concrete and and traffic. So uh, we're going to go to Austin, Texas uh, this year. Uh, they're renovating the stadium at, at uh, in barbecue Eugene. ribs and beer yeah. barbecue ribs that's right yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> so uh but that's temporary it'll go it'll go back to Oregon. It, right? yeah it's going to be in i think in austin for the next two years and then it'll go back to oregon well you know coach you are really <clears throat> i think i think it's fair to say you're seen as as one of the really really bright and uh outstanding coaches that the university has i hear a lot of hubbub about what you've done with track and field uh, you got to be pretty happy with where you are right now i i am i'm really happy with with the team and and uh, the way recruiting and the way we we just uh we operate i'm very pleased with that great assistant coaches great athletes but you know i still don't i should never be put in that same category with like uh, the scott berries of the world he's out he is he is the man so uh <laughs> But thank you're you. You're right that. there with him, but coach. But thank you for that. You're right there with him, coach. All right, can you stick around for just a minute? A couple more things we're going to ask you on the other side of the board. Certainly. All right, we'll be right back. We've got uh, track coach John Stewart with us. Uh, we're going to update you on Conference USA Baseball, how some other teams did around the league uh, over this past weekend. And then a little later in the show, we'll be talking to a former trackster, Jessica Cheeks. We might let the coach throw a question or two at her as well. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We're visiting with Southern Miss track coach John Stewart here in the First Bank studio 
in Hattiesburg. Luke over in the Laurel Studio. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Campus Bookmart has the biggest selection of Southern Miss apparel in the state. Clothing, household items, car accessories, tailgate supplies, you name it, they got it. You can visit them on Hardy Street across from the USM campus, or you can shop online at CampusBookmart.net. Quick reminder that the Eagle Hour is now available on Spotify and Stitcher. In fact, our illustrious young producer here just pulled up yesterday's episode on Spotify. Very soon now, it'll also be added to iTunes and Google Play. And I want to thank uh, Will East up in Jackson for making that uh, possible. And uh, we're glad to make the uh, Eagle Hour more available and more accessible to everybody who may not be able to catch us uh, every day at 1 o'clock. Coach Stewart may be one of those guys. He's pretty busy these days. And, uh, Coach, let's talk a little bit about the track and field in Conference USA. You've you've coached in the SEC. Uh, you're now in uh, Conference USA. Give our listeners some perspective of, of the level – of competition you see within the conference conference usa is a very elite conference i mean we're going to have athletes at this uh at you know in our conference that compete anywhere they can compete anywhere in the world we've got world record holders we've got national record holders we've got uh you know just world-class athletes all over the place within our conference and it's you know i'd like to argue that it's one of the tougher uh, sports within our conference. I mean, we can go toe to toe with anybody, and mm-hmm. if you just look at the national results, you're always going to see Conference USA schools finishing top 20 and sometimes top 10. Uh, you know, UTEP has had multiple national championships in their history. Uh, we've got uh, just numerous national champions that come out of our conference, so it's it is really tough. It's tough. So. Again, that's a difference in what we see, say, in football and track and field. That's another difference in the sports. Well, I think, yeah, I think it's a difference. You're going to find good athletes in every sport, of course, uh, across Conference USA and, and at, at Southern Miss. You're going to find great athletes everywhere. Um, but in, in track and field, per se, you're, you're really going to find a few more people that are going to be – a few more schools are going to be ranked in the top 20, I think. Right. Luke? Coach, talk for a minute about, you know, with a program like track and field, there's so much diversity in the events. There's so much diversity uh, in, in each genre of the events. How do you, you know, you're, you're extremely good at your craft, uh, but, but is, is there something, um, trying to find the best way to say this, how, how, do, how, does a, how do athletes, you know, mesh with that program in regards to, you know, you keep holistically – uh, the program. I, I, I just I see track and field. I'm thinking baseball batters, pitchers. I'm thinking football linebackers, quarterbacks. You've got just a huge amount of athletes under your leadership, and they're so diverse. Hey, I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't I don't know how to get it all done all the time. I you know I'm. It, it takes a lot of prayer and uh, you know counsel from other coaches. It takes just a lot of uh, energy and effort on on our staff's part just to figure out all the different personalities and all the different backgrounds and 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 heaven help me. I'm still trying to figure out women. Uh, I don't think any of the men are ever going to figure that out, but. Uh, you know, it just takes a lot of patience. I think one thing that, that we do have as a staff is we have a, a great demeanor, and it's a calm demeanor, and I think that we are uh, we're extremely patient, and I think that's one thing that does help. 
What and, and to follow that up, not just the diversity within the athletes, you got an indoor and outdoor season. What's the biggest transition or the or the coaching adjustments that you have to make in prepping kids for indoor or outdoor? Which one's harder? Which one's more difficult to prepare for? And and how do you make that adjustment? Well, indoor is just uh, it's it's always difficult because we come off a long break, about a almost a month long break from Christmas right into the season and we're just hoping and praying that our kids have been working out and staying in shape and then we're trying to get used to running on a tiny track and uh, sometimes we go to tracks and they're about as big as a paper clip and you know just trying to make a turn on something like that is it's pretty difficult it you know it'll hurt your ankles and knees and back and everything else so those are uh, just some of the transitions that are really tough for us it usually are going to be in the indoor season you know once the weather starts to heat up a little bit more and you know outdoors it goes pretty seamless but indoors is coming off a of christmas break i mean you know the kids are in great shape but then you know they're kind of out of our control once once we lose them after finals and then they, when they come back and uh you know hey it's it's uh all the hell breaks loose and it just doesn't stop until june and 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 uh as far as competitions but that's the toughest part just making sure everybody stays in shape going into the indoor season then we get used to the indoor tracks and by the time we get really used to it and we're ready to run the, con- the season's over ready to go all right, all right. yeah all right you're sitting there with bob getty uh if bob were to be if you imagine bob getty uh 80 years ago when he was when he was a college student okay um what what would he what what would he have been? Would he have been a sprinter? Would he have been a jumper? Would he have been a distance guy? What do you think? Well, we know he'd have been better than Luke, but go ahead. I tell you what, <laughs> man, I, you know he's. Uh, I think I think Bob is a high jumper. You That's know? it. He's I a he's a high right. jumper. He's right. got the height. Uh, you know, you know, I, I can't tell what kind of arm he has, but you know, some taller guys usually are pretty good at the uh, the javelin, and uh, he might mm-hmm. have a little little pull on his arm there. Who knows? Now, do you know Stump Taylor? Have you ever met Stump Taylor? I, I I know Stump Taylor only from uh, from his voice, from his fame. Uh, he claims at one point in his life he was a pole vaulter. So have you ever seen a three hundred pound pole vaulter? I tell, I tell you what, you know he he probably broke a few poles. Um, <laughs> That's what I was thinking, Coach. <laughs> you know, you know they used to use the old bamboo poles uh, way back when. He probably used a he probably used a palm tree or something like that, or a pine tree if if he's that big. But. Yeah, yeah. I had lunch with him Friday, so I can assure you that it had to be a pretty strong pole. He proceeded to tell me how he had just really cut back. He had lost some pretty noticeable weight, you know, and I complimented him on it. And I said, so what are you doing, Stump? Oh, man, I'm just cutting back on my portions. And then I watched him eat three plates of food at the uh, – at the buffet, so uh, I guess that's how athletes roll, huh? And yeah, that's how they roll. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's my problem too. I still eat like an athlete, but I'm not. Uh, I don't exercise like an athlete anymore. All right, coach. Final question: Do do you see kids? Uh, you start out in indoor and then you move to outdoor. Do you see kids improve from the start of indoor season to the to the conclusion of outdoor? Or is it just two different things that they're doing? No, they they're continuously improving. I mean, we started uh, at one point at the very first track meet, and that's that's kind of our baseline of where they are with their fitness. And then, and the goal is to continuously improve them all the way till the, the their completion of the season, which hopefully is the NCAA championships. 
So, all right. Well, we're always glad to have you here, and uh, we oh, really appreciate you. you coming out. You're always so willing to do that, and uh, as you know, we follow the track team pretty closely here on this show. And and I got to tell you, Coach, I'm I'm around a lot of Southern Miss people, and uh, uh, for example, we we me and several guys were discussing Southern Miss athletics in general. Uh, Friday night uh, before the baseball game, and and a couple of those guys brought up track and field as, as really one of the bright spots uh, in Southern Miss athletics right now, and, and I, that's due to you. So well, uh, we th- appreciate that. Well, thank you very much. That's it, it. Really, is a testament to the the hard work of the staff, and especially the hard work of all the kids on the team. So, all right. So you. before we let you go, you want to go ahead now and predict conference championships for the uh, outdoor season. Well, I'm going to I'm going to say we're going to we, we'll be up in the top half for sure. The top half for sure. Okay. <laughs> that's that's not a good answer, but <laughs> All right. You got anything else for coach Stewart before we let him go, Luke? Just win it, coach. Just win it all. Hey, we appreciate that, everything you do. Hey, that's always the goal. We're trying to win this thing. So, All right, coach. Thank you so much. We Thank appreciate you. you every time. Uh, coach John Stewart, everybody, track and field coach for Southern Miss. Uh, remind you again, uh, in case you weren't uh, here for the first part of the show, the Troy baseball game set for Wednesday night at Trustmark Park has been canceled. The uh, games, I, th- I guess, were scheduled tonight. Uh, between USM and Alcorn uh, in softball, those have been canceled. And uh, right now it looks a little bit shaky uh, for weekend baseball with the last I saw was like a 70% chance of rain Friday night and Saturday. So uh, not really sure what they'll do. Uh, I think Mississippi State just did about everything they could do to build a new stadium, but I don't think they put a roof on it. Uh, So I guess the weather – uh, will will still be a factor up there. We're going to be talking here in just a couple of moments uh, to Jessica Cheeks, who was a track star prior to Coach Stewart being here. And you were looking at her stuff here, Coach. Uh, get it out here real quick. She was uh, she was a quite accomplished uh, triple jumper. Triple jumper. Yeah, she was. Uh, she had some pretty good marks there. So, um, you know, I, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to coach her or, or mm-hmm. see her compete, but she's uh, she's got some good marks. She was a great athlete. Right. Well, we appreciate you again, Coach, and uh, she'll be upcoming. Also, before we get off today, we want to update you on some baseball. There is baseball taking place tonight. Other parts of Conference USA, Western Kentucky is in Nashville to take on Lipscomb. Texas A&M Corpus Christi is in San Antonio to play UTSA. Bethune-Cookman. Uh, is in Miami. They'll take on Florida International tonight. Texas is in Houston, Texas tonight to take on the Rice Owls. UAB scheduled to play Mississippi State tomorrow night. Iffy, Florida Atlantic will be at Miami. Louisiana Lafayette at Louisiana Tech. If that's played, I'd love to go watch that. Arizona will be at Rice if that's played. And of course, Troy and Southern Miss rained out. When we come back, Jessica Cheeks on the Eagle Hour.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Southern Miss head track and field coach John Stewart for joining us in those first two segments as the Golden Eagles wrap up the indoor season. A few of the Golden Eagles getting ready for those indoor championships happening the second weekend in March. And then uh, the following week, the outdoor season begins. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Everyone enjoys the delicious chicken fingers, fries, and coleslaw at Raising Cane's. Raising Cane's is always fresh and always del- delicious, so visit your local Raising Cane's located all across the state of Mississippi, but especially in Hattiesburg on Hardy Street. Raising Cane's, one love, proud sponsor of the third segment of the Eagle Hour. Well, it is a rainy, rainy, rainy day here in South Mississippi and probably where mm-hmm. you are uh, across the state of Mississippi. Uh, Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. First Bank been serving South Mississippi for a long time and anything you need, go check them out, especially uh, go see the perfect 10 himself, Reggie. Collier. Well, it's track day today, and it wouldn't be a good day to, to, to run track, but it's a good day to talk about track. And uh, as we've spent the first two segments with Coach John Stewart, now joining us on uh, the Eagle Hour, Jessica Cheeks was a jumper from uh, 2007 to 2010 for the Golden Eagle track team. And from West Jones, and Jessica, it is great to speak to a West Jones Mustang. Welcome to the Eagle Hour, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Now, I instantly respect you because your high school track coach was Bud Blackledge, who also coached me in football. So if we were, if Coach Blackledge was in on this conversation, uh, I just would, I would, I would tip him. I would uh, salute him because we both know he's pretty tough on us and everything he coaches, wasn't he? He was, but Coach Blackledge was um, sincere and a good coach. So I appreciate him as well. As if he was on the call right now, he'd probably say something like, Jess, what are you doing? You know, kick those le- legs up, get them to your to your chest. You know, so he was always pushing us. Um, so he was a tough coach, but I think everybody loved him. Whoever whoever worked with him. Yeah, when when I was at West Jones, if you played baseball, you didn't have to do track. Uh, but if you didn't play baseball, you had to do track. And there was many a day when I would leave my football workout and see uh, you guys and and ladies stretching on the track. Uh, you were at West Jones. Uh, you were a really good three-year letter winner. You were uh, advanced to the South State Championships. And, and then you came 30 minutes south to uh, Southern Miss. What was that process, uh, how you got from West Jones to Hattiesburg? I actually um, was not recruited for track. I knew some of the teammates. And when I uh, started to go to USM, the teammates, um, some of my friends from West Jones who ran track at USM kind of recruited me themselves and said, you need to talk to coach, you know, you need to be a part of the team. And so I did that. I actually walked onto the track team um, my first year, and then by my junior year I was on full scholarship. So I kind of worked, well, partial scholarship, and then I had um, some other um, scholarships that made my um, tuition. So I had... um, some experience with some of the other teammates that uh, that's how I became a part of the team um, and was able to work my way up to scholarship and impress the coach um, so that I was able to, to become a, a scholarship athlete. So that's how I became a track member at USM, but um, that's just my story. And I was fortunate enough to know those friends because I wouldn't have had 
um, any other experience at, at USM if not, you know, a member of the track team. So it was a really uh, a big door opener for me, and I was so fortunate to have landed on that team. Oh, that's a great story, and that's what I did too. I walked on uh, football, and later on, uh, my third year there, got on got on full scholarship as well. How how is that dynamic in a track team? A lot of people, you know, when you think of a walk on, uh, they know how it operates in in, uh, in basketball, baseball, football. How does that operate uh, in in track? I mean, uh, your your teammates accept you, and you're, you're basically there, you know, on your own. But but how does that walk on dynamic work with scholarship athletes in track and field? Um, well, I think it's public knowledge that track and field, we don't get as much scholarship money as a lot of other sports. So we have limited funds, and we have to do a whole lot with what we're given. Um, and I think that kind of uh, trickles down to the team in general because the teammates, they are all supportive. It's more of a family atmosphere Um we're competitive, you know, people, but we compete against ourselves for the most part. We compete against, you know, other athletes as well, but we're always trying to get our better time. We're always trying to push the envelope for ourselves. And then your teammates are constantly encouraging you not to just beat the next person, but to do your best, to do better than you did before. And they, they push you so that you're constantly trying to achieve um, your goal. And then once you meet it, you achieve the next goal. So I think it was easier for me as a walk-on on the track and team on the track field because most of the athletes there, we're not as praised and as glorified as a lot of other sports. So we don't have that, for lack of better words, arrogance associated with us. We're kind of, the, mm. in my opinion, the humble, the humble um, athletes. And so for the most part, you're just trying to help your brother or, your, or help your sister or your teammate so that you guys can grow together. Um, and and once you achieve your best, that's when you feel um, that's when you feel the, the best. You feel best about that than than just winning. Now winning, you know, it's important. You know, you want to do that, but you get the most glory out of beating your your best time that you had last week. Yeah, and, and that's what makes track and field so unique. Uh, is is about you're you're not just competing. Uh, against yourself, you're competing with other people, you know, um, for for those top marks. Now, your career was one of progression. You, uh, as a as a walk on freshman, you were in three meets. Your sophomore, you were in five meets. You had a a top seven finish. But your junior year is really where people started seeing how good you were, Jessica. Uh, you you finished uh, you, had a, you had a season best in the triple jump. You finished fourth at the CUSA meet. You qualified for an NCAA regional. How cool was that season where stuff started clicking and you started uh, succeeding within the conference and you qualified for the regional? Well, I think any athlete can attest to how that feels when you put in the work and you... Go ahead, Jessica. That, that's background noise. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. When you put in the work and you... Um and you see the benefits of, of what you've been working towards, um, it always feels good. Um, I knew, and, and I think most people will say this, you know a lot of times what you're capable of, and sometimes you don't, you need someone to help you. But a lot of times you know, man, I could do better, I can do better. You know, um, you know folks, you know, they don't believe in me, and I've got to prove what I can do. And so it's not that I needed necessarily to know that I could accomplish the goal I needed to have that in writing. I needed to have that on paper so that it could 
kind of just reaffirm what I knew within myself. And so it's, it's the glory, I think, comes when you've proven it. You know it for the most part, and sometimes you may doubt, but you know for the most part that you can you can reach the mark that you're that you're aiming towards. So when you actually do it, it's like okay, now you know. I knew it, but now you know, and and that's kind of uh, rewarding to to let the world know now what only you knew before that you can do this, and and you know so that you put in the work, and and now you, it's paying off. Well said, well said. Uh, your your wheelhouse was the triple jump. Now, I, I watched the triple jump. Uh, I couldn't be balanced enough to jump, much less do a triple jump. How difficult is the triple jump to perfect? It's hard. Um, I think, I think uh, just looking at it, um, a lot of folks don't understand the technique required to do a, a good job at it. Um, it's a lot of balancing and a lot of um, placing um, your feet in the right position, uh, making the mark. You have to uh, coordinate your hands and your legs. You have to think about how you're going to land. You have to get every inch in the sand possible. So you have to determine if you want to land foot first or butt first. And you have to try to um, use your momentum to carry yourself as far as you can go. So when you're running down the runway, you've got thousands of thoughts in your in your head. You got to start the run the, the same way every time, and if you don't, then that's one thought. Okay, I didn't start right, but you have to keep. You know, you can't psych yourself out because then that just messes up the whole process. So you have to um, manage your thoughts. A lot of practice goes into it, so that when you get out there and you're competing, you're not trying to remember all these things because it's just so much. Um, to remember, you just want it to be second nature. You just want your body to just do what you've trained it to do. Um, so a lot of this goes goes in at practice, where you're um, trying to remember every intricate thing that you have to do, and it, there's a lot simultaneously, um, a lot that you have to um, do with your body. But it's fun. It's the most fun thing that I've ever done as a track athlete, and I still try to do it sometimes in the backyard, and not as easy now, but... Um, I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to learn how to do it when I could uh, years ago. Absolutely. Our our listeners are always curious to know, what are you up to these days? Well, currently, um, I, I'm an economist. I work um, with the U.S. Department of Labor. Um, I work out of um, Dallas, but I'm always back home. Um, and I'm a new mom, so now I'm back home at least once a month because everybody wants to see the baby, not me so much. Now they yeah. want to see the baby. Well, that's incredible. Congratulations, and uh, now uh, you're doing excellent in, in life. Congratulations on the baby. Thanks for everything you've done to contribute to Southern Miss track and field. Thanks for being on the Eagle Hour today, Jessica. Thank you, Luke. Southern Miss to the top. To the top, that's Jessica Cheeks, former triple jumper for the Lady Eagle track and field team. Bob and I will close out the Eagle Hour right after this on Super Talk Mississippi. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Big thanks to Jessica Cheeks, former Southern Miss triple jumper, for joining us there now, an economist with the U.S. Department of Labor. 
Always cool to hear about what former Golden Eagles are doing now with their life, and we thank Jessica for joining us. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour, sponsored every day by Carter's Jewelry, located on Evelyn Gandy Boulevard in Petal, Mississippi. Carter's Jewelry carries all kinds of beautiful jewelry, as well as that famous SMTTT jewelry line. So be sure to check out them online, cartersjewelry.com, always on social media with uh, some new stuff that's in the store on Facebook and Instagram. Carter's Jewelry, proud sponsor of the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour. Well, announced yesterday, Buster Faulkner is the new offensive coordinator for the Southern Miss Golden Eagle football team. He comes from Arkansas State, where he spent three years as the offensive coordinator under former Southern Miss offensive coordinator Blake Anderson. And Faulkner uh, was, in 2009, he was at Central Arkansas as a QB coach, then spent a year at at Murray State, uh, where they averaged close to 30 points. Uh, And then he went to Middle Tennessee, where he was there for three years, and then Slid over to Arkansas State, and it's had been really good at Arkansas State. The Red Wolves won the Sun Belt. Uh, they beat UCF in a, a bowl game, and uh, then uh, they I think they were eight and five um, this year. So he comes in, uh, Bob. You know, you think about Blake Anderson was the OC under Larry Fedora, so it's going to be spread. Uh, it's going to be spread the field. It's going to be open space. And I'm excited about this. I've heard that uh, Coach Faulkner is a pretty good dude also. Um, and he, he's got a good track record everywhere he's been. They, they put up numbers. And so, uh, you know, you look at what's available in mid-February, and there's not much. And so I think this is probably a, one of the best situations that could happen for us. Uh, a good coach um, who uh, is, is needing a place to go. Jay Hobson brings Buster Faulkner in. So kind of uh, maybe maybe not as much of the same, but it's going to be the same type of offense. And he's had you know success everywhere he's been. So exciting to see how he gels. They're going to have to gel pretty quick. Spring ball's going to start in six or seven weeks. But you got Jack Abraham back. Uh, your O line's a little bigger. Uh, you got some good receivers. If you pair a, a, a more decent offense uh, with as good as the defense is going to be. Uh, I think this this could really help us one or two more games this year we could pick up. Well, I hope so, and I hope that uh, the new coach uh, doesn't bring the bubble screen with him. Is there any chance that uh, we would see that disappear? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, let's do that. Every time that Southern Miss throws a bubble screen, I'll give you like a nickel or something. Please. And and, and Shannon Dawson's offense, you'd have been a millionaire in that. Uh, We're excited here. You've been a wealthy man. We're here excited also uh, here at the Eagle Hour. We told you yesterday uh, the Super Talk, the company, is uh, allowing us to be putting the show on some new podcasts, and you can find the Eagle Hour on Stitcher. You can find it on Spotify, and you can find it on iTunes, as well as if if Eagle Hour is not on your local Super Talk station, you can always listen to it on demand at supertalk.fm. Uh, more people in the world will be able to hear the great voice of Bob Getty. That's exciting. I'm sure that excites them just as much, too, yeah. Uh, but we appreciate that. I want to thank Will East. He's the program director for uh, TeleSouth. Will's always uh, been a big backer of the show, and uh, I think all of this is, is his doing. And uh, so I just want to want to say thanks to Will. Uh, well, I tell you, Luke, we were all excited about baseball. We were off to a tremendous role, and then we were reminded – 
that it's February (laughs) and uh, that Mother Nature actually determines momentum in college baseball this time of the year, and it has been stopped. Uh, No game Wednesday night, and as I look at the forecast, unless there's some big change, I can't imagine how they're going to play Friday or Saturday in Starkville. During our, uh, during I think it was the uh, the second segment when my brain froze, I was trying to recover. So I, I saw a tweet. The Jones County Emergency uh, Operations Command has issued a four day flood warning for there Jones County. Go. Well, there you go. That, that that that's the first time I've ever seen you know a, a flood warning across it. So when you look at the weather for Starkville. Friday, 100% chance of thunderstorm. Saturday, 100% chance of thunderstorm. Sunday, uh, nothing. So you wonder maybe some of that Friday rain may move out and you may catch it where it's Friday night and Saturday night, but hopefully they could at least get two games in. If it's going to be a washout, you know, not sure if they even go up there. But what I, what I miss most about this Troy game being out, Bob, I'm curious to see who they were going to start. You know, in in the midweek slot, and mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to wait a whole another week before you determine right. that midweek pitch. Well, you know, we washed out Mississippi State last year, and this year Mother Nature might wash them out. <laughs> My guess is they're praying for rain. Uh, <laughs> they don't want to get swept again, good. right? They don't want to get swept again. Uh, a good buddy of mine sends me. Uh, he's a huge Mississippi State guy. He loves the Bulldogs, and. He, uh, he sent me a text yesterday, and it, it was really cool. He said, this is going to be a great weekend for high school baseball. I really thought of it that way. You know, he said, but it's just it's just a great platform for high school kids to be able to watch all weekend. It's just going to be a great contest. Nobody plays baseball like we do in, in uh, Mississippi. Please uh, encourage Coach Barry not to bring his best hitters and pitchers. <laughs> so maybe he won't be uh, because of the weather, but we'll just have to monitor it and see and obviously we hope that uh, hope that the games can be played all right thanks to coach stewart for coming in today we appreciate him he's such a great guy we'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock everybody and in the meantime on all these new platforms that uh, our producer knows so much about southern miss to, to the top, top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.